Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Future is Bilingual podcast. My name is Heather. As you can see from today's episode title, this is part two of my interview with Itai. So if you haven't listened to part one, I do suggest going back and listening to that part first so you have an idea of who he is, because in today's episode, we dive right in. Luckily, we have a quick recap of the languages he knows, and then we dive into a lot of interesting topics. Among uh, them are language attrition, code switching, playing with languages, interpreting, a little bit of talk of grammar and cases, and how Itai manages to learn more than one language at a time, and different ways that he likes to maintain his languages. And we even do a fun little language game at the end. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And without further ado, here it is. Did you, we finish you, talking about your languages? Let's go like this. Let's go. Um, we have, well, this, I think, tends to be English, right? Usually. Usually <laughs> right. This is English. Um, yeah. My mother tongue is Hebrew, uh, German, French, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, Polish, mm-hmm. R- Russian. I'm from, you know, familiarizing myself with the Slavic uh, languages now, Polish and Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gotten to any Asian languages, but at the moment, just <laughs> uh, Asian Asian languages break my break my brain. Yes. And there there will come a point where they don't do that, I'm sure. But at the moment, I'm just comfortable enough, mm-hmm. you know, exploring the Slavic languages. But I will eventually get to to the Asian languages, particularly. My emotional connection with 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 the languages are already with the languages i'm engaged with right um and eventually you know i've i've looked at a lot of eastern thought in my time and so on and eventually that will probably lead to to some language exploration in in that area as well but for the moment i think what is it that about oh don't forget yiddish because Mm -hmm. yes you know i learned yiddish by osmosis with through my Bob and my Zayden, right? My Saba mm-hmm. and Safta in Israel. Mm-hmm. So when I first started to study German, uh, you know, systematically as a junior in high school, I cheated, quote unquote, yeah. with Yiddish. In other words, I understood German because I, I had a basis in, in Yiddish. Mm-hmm. Now it switched, uh-huh. it flipped. Interesting. I understand Yiddish because I have such a solid base in German. Mm-hmm. The Yiddish I understand. I understand. You know. Yeah. I. I. I, I so it, it's interesting how that slips. That's, right? It's uh, been I, helpful I, either way, right? It, yes. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't know when it flipped. I don't know how it flipped. It wasn't a conscious flipping, mm-hmm. but it did flip. Yeah. Well, it's so, like any of our changes or attrition or. You know, right. I don't, it's never conscious. We're never like, I want to, not usually at least like, I want to forget this. Yeah. Or I want to get stronger or weaker in this. It just happens one day we realize, oh, geez, like I can't think of words in this language or there's and, a whole episode on attrition. Right, yes. And I, 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 and that episode, thank you, sticks in my mind, you know, <laughs> is, is very much in my mind. It's a, a concept that I keep coming back to. And I, I want to just, echo and express the, the frustration of attrition mm. uh, that, that, that happens. Because we talked about uh, Hebrew, I, I keep saying is my mother tongue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's just, it's just Lisa and I here in, here in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we talk to the cat and we talk among ourselves and we talk to ourselves. Um, so, you know, and I, I hear the Hebrew, but when I speak with my parents, we understand each other, but I, I real, I, I'm painfully aware when I speak Hebrew that there are there are certain words, not not even words, but like concepts mm. that I I know are missing. It's like I've I've got the framework, but I don't have the shade. The, the I've got the picture, but I don't have the the exact shade. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, and this is something I wish wasn't the case with me, but I am a, I am a perfectionist in, mm-hmm. 
in in certain ways. Me too. Uh, <laughs> which is which can be a problem when you're studying languages because what it can yeah. do is it can, it can keep you from trying and and putting yourself out there and just being foolish, which one has to do when mm -hmm. one is which one you know it's just part of learning a language. You're going to open your mouth and you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. And and we and we just have to be okay with that. Um, now, for those of us who are perfectionists, we have we struggle with this, <laughs> which is why sometimes we don't open our mouths as much as we should. But please open your mouth and speak. Yes, uh, and, that's and a very I'm good speak, point. And I'm speaking to myself here more than you know, as much as I'm speaking to anybody who's listening out there. I, I notice it doesn't flow as much mm -hmm. in Hebrew as I would like it to. Or my German, because I don't really have a chance to speak in German. You know, the, the, I, I speak mostly in English mm -hmm. when I speak. Right. And, and so that is the language in, in which I can most fluently and fluidly express mm -hmm. myself. And I, I'm aware of it and I find it very frustrating when I code switch. Mm -hmm. And I know that, that there is a way of... I'm speaking and then it, it gets stuck and I'm looking for ways to, to talk about it yeah. in, that, in the language and it's just, it's missing. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and that's partially attrition. It's partially, you know, depending on language, it's, part, it's attrition. It can be uh, level, you know, fluency and so on, uh, mm -hmm. what have you. But it's, it's a, it's, it, for me, it's a very frustrating and I'm aware of it. And it's just something that we have to, find a way to still have it be fun you know yeah. and and to be kind with ourselves and to ourselves mm -hmm. and just you know if it's because if it's not fun and you're not somehow positively associated with it yeah. I find that the learning just won't happen right as, and it depends as, on people's reactions people. right oh, as well like if your family is you know kind and helps you with the word that you're struggling to find that's a whole different situation than you know if your family's like what you forgot all your hebrew how could you do that blah 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 you know like it, it right it goes right. both ways we need to be kind people need to be kind we should be kind to others that are maybe you know learning english and not speaking it perfectly yet because they know another language um we all need to be kinder i think that should be the motto of 2021. <laughs> it, that should be the motto of life in general yeah. in any year, true. Uh, which, Very true. Which, which we really have to learn and, 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 and you know, integrate and, and just make a part of our unconscious being, right. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's I mean, I'm, I'm aware of it and I'm, I'm noticing it and it, it the perfectionist part of me is very frustrated when that happens, but it happens all the time. And it's, I guess, and I hate this word, but I guess it's normal. I don't know what the word normal is. In my opinion, we should just strike normal out of every, <laughs> you know, lexicon in the world because, you know. There but, is no, yeah, there's no one but, normal. But, Maybe it's natural. It's not, nat okay, natural is better. See, natural, comes I think, <laughs> natural, I think is better. But yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the point. So there was, one other language that we talked about that I mm -hmm. didn't, um, that has a story behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is at some point in my life, believe it or not, although I couldn't really prove it to you now, <laughs> I, I was comfortable in Hungarian. Wow. Now, that ha now that has a story behind it. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, it has to do with my, with, with the CP. So, the the sort of the prime prime mover the prime directive uh, in relation to myself in my family was always your job is to be as independent as possible in in physically and so that you can go out and you can do what it is that you need to do and you'll be able to do it as long as you are you know physically able to do whatever it is that you do mm -hmm. what, whatever it is that one needs to do with as little help and as little you know accommodation as possible part of which i think is is a good way of being mm -hmm. uh but part of which i find to be as i've grown up to be a little bit of bullshit mm -hmm. 
because you know as independent as as i could have been or you know became there is still a lot of accessibility issues and so on mm-hmm. you know that i mean i've encountered and it's part of why part of why i i have a you know despite all my education part of why i've had such a hard time finding work and so on mm-hmm. over the years but but basically the mantra was be as independent as possible and, and so my parents were looking for ways and therapies uh to make that to make that be the be you know a, a reality mm-hmm. uh and so my parents found discovered a therapy uh created by a professor andreas peter mm-hmm. uh a hungarian doctor now i'm going to back up and explain to you that there was a law in hungary at, at some point uh in in its existence mm-hmm. which said that if the child if if any child could not uh write uh independently and could not toilet independently mm-hmm. the child was not allowed to go to school mm-hmm. could not participate in the hungarian education system wow so this uh dr andreas peter created a an institute which exists to this day in budapest so what he did was he created he created this institute in which he not only would would the children go to school but they would also have a, a regimen of a very special kind of therapy which would make which would help them to accomplish the goals of you know being as physically independent and being able to toilet themselves as possible mm-hmm. and it, it's it became this 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 method known as the peter method and so my parents heard about this this method and they sent me <laughs> to i mean all told i spent 3 months in hungary mm-hmm. november to 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 uh, to christmas of 80 of 88 and january to march of 89 so this peto institute you know there were several floors most of which were meant for hungarian children mm-hmm. uh, to, to be in school but there was an international floor uh, where non hungarians would come and and be exposed to this to this method mm-hmm. uh, and i being a non hungarian was thrown on this floor mm-hmm. with a number of international students and or you know patients and so on mm-hmm. um and so the way that i had to to acclimate very quickly because all of the instructions whether we liked it or not this was a very strict um regimen which mm-hmm. i fought in every possible way it was it was in in many ways it was hell but mm. the only the only way that we that one could that one could you know spare oneself too much torture and it was all torture but but the easiest way to to minimize the torture was to pick up the hungarian as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and and so because all of the commands all of the orders were in hungarian um they insisted on it and everything was done with a five count so you know i stand up 1 2 3 4 5 i sit down 1 2 3 4 5 i move my left hand up 1 2 i move my right everything was done to a five count this was you know this was done to to maximize you know it was part of the method mm-hmm. and and all of the orders and all of the 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 yeah even though they were they, they were they could speak english and so on most of it was done in hungarian so i picked up hungarian fairly quickly mm-hmm. and because of my facility with languages there were several israelis there also and there were several english uh, english speakers and uh, i think you know and there were there was uh, there were some poles there and so on mm-hmm. um and the the conductors uh came came to me and said look she is and and 
we all we all knew that she was sort of a difficult personality to begin with this girl um but they said we can we can't communicate with her would you please try to communicate with her to tell so that she can tell us you know what's wrong with her so that maybe we can get somewhere yeah oh, and, that sounds so frustrating for everybody yeah and so i became um the the way the way i like to tell it is i became an interpreter that was my first exercise in in simultaneous interpretation mm-hmm. uh, and the story goes like this there was i basically became the interpreter without knowing that this is what you called it inter- mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and it turns out that this girl and i interpreted to the to a doctor because by that time they had a doctor there she had pain in her in her stomach in her in her right in her right side lower mm-hmm lower right hand lower right quadrant mm-hmm. uh, at what is known as you know what i later learned was mcburney's point which if anybody knows anything about medicine that's a telltale sign of appendicitis so i i translate you know i translated that for her and, and and got the message across obviously so they took her away immediately and i said to the to the doctor there you know i said i think this is appendicitis mm. it turns out that the same day she she was operated on and had her appendix taken out oh thank goodness this was i was 11 or 12 at the time so I, so that oh. that was sort of i i became in in many ways you know an interpreter and 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 because of my facility with language um and and because i picked up hungarian by necessity and how uh, did you pick it up did you have contact with the other like hungarian students that were housed elsewhere was it the nurses no 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 you no these the conductors the con- mm-hmm. the, the entire program was con- was in was in hungarian mm-hmm. the, there was there was yes this was the international floor right okay but but all of the orders and and they were orders these mm-hmm. everything was done in hungarian okay So they you were just no, like showing you what they wanted you, had, you to do. You, you you had no choice and if you didn't do it they would physically move you and oh. it was it was it was hell. Yes. So yeah. In order to in order to minimize hell you picked it up and as, did it yourself. As, mm-hmm. as quickly as humanly possible you began to understand that when they said that when they said shellalok they meant stand your ass up. Mm-hmm. when they said you know and they, and when they said you know sit down they meant sit down yeah. and when they, when they said move your right leg for you know when they told you to play twister you played twister right oh. um so i mean these are things that you picked up and you you you, you learned how to tell and i to this day i, I can't I, i don't i can't conduct conversations in mm-hmm. in hungarian but but i can tell somebody that that it hurts Mm-hmm. I can I can ask for help. I mean I asked for help a lot and they ignored me, you know. Mm-hmm. But but I knew how to ask for help. I knew how to say please and thank you. I knew how to I knew how to go to, how to ask for the bathroom mm-hmm. to to be brought into the bathroom. I knew how to tell them I was hungry. Mm-hmm. I knew how to um tell them I was tired. Yeah, as, thinking, as, I, as I'm thinking about these things, let me see if I can remember as we're sitting here <laughs> years later. Shegicek is help me, please, or I need help. Farot mm-hmm. vodyok, uh, which they which they also ignored, is I'm tired. Ah, they ignored that. vodyok is I'm hungry, I think. And some yosh vodyok is, or I is I would like some food. Some yosh vodyok is I would uh, is I would like something to drink, or I'm thirsty. Okay. Um, oh, and I told you that everything was with a five count, right? Right. So <laughs> I can I can to, I can to this day count to five in Hungarian. Edge kette harom need it. Now, how did this affect because you talked so much about the emotional connection and this doesn't sound like the most positive uh no, no it, connection no, to no, hungarian no it wasn't but you know 
Hungarian is a, is a, is a very is a very strange language to begin with. Hmm. And and I say it's strange because it as far as I know it is only related to one other language in Europe. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one? No, but I've heard that it's not related it's it's not like related to the other So um, so the the, on, the only relation that it has is Finnish. Oh, and Finnish, yeah, Finnish is also kind of okay. off on its own. Okay. So, so, so there's Hungarian and there's Finnish. so. Hung- How did so, that happen? Is, they're not even next to each other. <laughs> no, they're not. But I, I have a feeling, and again, I'll, don't quote me on it. Mm. Uh, but how does most language develop? But trade, a, a lot of tra- traveling and trade and and mm. land bri- land bridges and things of that sort. Um, but yeah, so Finnish and Hungarian are very you know, sound very similar. Mm. Um, but so, I mean, it's, my point is, it's a very strange language to begin with. <laughs> I'm not completely averse to Hungarian, but I'm like, oh, Hungarian, you know, and I'll mm. automatically sort of clam up. I, I can, mm. I, I feel myself clamming up when I hear it. Uh, it's like a lot of, and, and this is also fascinating, but a lot of Jews find it difficult uh, or interesting that I have such a, a a strong connection to the German language mm-hmm. that I do because of because of our Nazi collective past, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing that I found fascinating, you know, and why I studied comparative literature. You know, one of the things I wanted to figure out, but never never really have to my satisfaction to begin with. But yeah, so it's, it's a big question. It, it, it's a huge question, and, and it's one that still fascinates me. But it's again emotional connection to language, mm-hmm. but. So it's, I, I have this aversion, but I'm, but there's a part of me that says, oh, that's Hungarian. I, it's like, it's, it's something that I used to know. It feels like something I used to know in like a, in like in a haze or something, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like a, oh, that, that I, I, I'm familiar with that somewhere back there somewhere. You yeah, know? It's, it's foggy and it's, you can't really grasp it, but it's recognizable but, but, not whereas if i heard hungarian i have no connection never heard it yeah, yeah i mean it has I, no I, effect on me i i would know it's hungarian there were a lot which i don't remember to this point but a lot of there was also a lot of singing i mean they did a lot of nursery rhymes in hungarian and, and, mm. and, and children's songs which i wish i could remember mm. now but i can't and it's something that if i listen to it it's like yeah, I know that's Hungarian, and I know it's. I'm familiar with it, and I can pick up like those few words, mm-hmm. uh, and there are, there you know, there are a few things that that I can pick up, like I would like, or, or you know, I to this day I can I can say hello and goodbye, mm-hmm. you know, more than that I didn't need because my the the my my time in Hungary was literally, I would, we would get up in the morning. Uh, we had to be there at basically at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, so we rented an apartment. Uh, okay. we, we rented, we rented apartments and, and we would, we would get up and this was November, December and, mm-hmm. and then January through March. So it was cold as you know, in Eastern Europe. Yeah one freezes oneself mm-hmm. so, so you would and and of course Hung- Hungary is was at the time and probably is now one of the le- least accessible places in the world which is why this whole technique needed to be there to begin with so we would get up and we would fi- we would get a taxi and and I learned very quickly to tell them that we needed to go to the Petr Institute please and we were I would arrive there at 8 30 in the morning and from 8.30 to 5 o'clock, my life would be this program, this training program. And then I would go to, I would leave the institute, go back to the apartment, have nightmares, <laughs> get up, get up and do it again. A that, long day. That, 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 was my, that was the extent of my interaction with with Hungarian so I, I don't know I mean which is which the history buff in me is really sad about that because 
if you think about it, 1988, 1989, uh, Hungary was one of the first countries, if not the first one, that uh, dropped communism. Mm-hmm. That Hungary was the first one to to crack the Iron Curtain at at that time. So mm-hmm. while while I was while I was you know ten eleven years old, outside around around me a lot of political you know things were happening historical things were mm-hmm. happening, of which I was simply unaware. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and yes I was such a geek at the time where it would have interested me, mm-hmm. but but I was I was so you were caught up in your. I was all so the newness caught, caught yeah. up in this in this thing, in this treatment, uh, mm-hmm. which which did help uh, as much as I fought it, and I fought it tooth and nail, but <laughs> it, it did help quite a bit. Um, but well, I was so I'm glad to hear so, that it at least I, helped. Well, I, it helped, uh-huh. and then I stopped, and and so I mm-hmm. regressed. But I, I mean, it, it it did what it was supposed to do, I guess, despite mm-hmm. me. But my my focus was not outside and, and was not I, I couldn't I had no there was no way I, I could I, I knew what was going on which I wish I, I I wonder what it would have been like had I been aware mm. you know during that time you know every every day we live in history but that's a particular time yeah so I mean that's that's my that's my story with Hungarian uh, and that's how I that's how I became an interpreter for a while and I guess helped, you know, save a girl's life. You know? yeah. uh, what which, did you think about interpreting? Did you think like, oh, this could be a cool job? This um, is stressful, you know, how at, did you? At, at the time I was just trying to, 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 be, to be the bridge mm-hmm. and, and to make it so that this poor girl would be less in pain and, and, get, and, and get her needs met. That was the extent of it, and 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 I, and my my whole my whole focus was to be able to do exactly what they wanted as quickly as they wanted it, so that I would be, so that they would yell the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when one yells in Hungarian, it's like when one yells in German; it's not mm. pleasant. <laughs> at least I at least I found it to be unpleasant, because they were often yelling at me. I think I blocked out the word for lazy. But that was that was a word that they used with me a lot, because um, that helps la- just to call oh, someone names. Oh, it, oh, it, oh, it helped! It helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, but yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, I'm I'm glad I was able to do it. Um, it was, but but unfortunately, the, the whole thing of could this be a career? Could this be a job? You know, could I, I was just I was in survival mode. I think mm-hmm. we all were. So we, it's like we were we were in survival mode and we did what we had to do then you know mm. i'm just glad it, it happened and um but yeah no in, interpretation is interpretation is um is is a very different ball of wax though i've, I've learned yeah. you know translation is fun uh mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work and to do it well it's it's an art um, yeah. it takes uh, a lot of time but you have the luxury of time versus like Instantaneous, instantaneous interpreting is so i can't yeah. even imagine it's i mean you're, amazing. Made, you're, your brain has to work has to work you know double and triple and quadruple time to yeah. do it to, to do it effectively mm-hmm. i'm in awe of people who do it well me too and the people who do it well are constantly making you know mistakes and and you know uh being less than eloquent when they when they're doing it simultaneously but mm-hmm. i'm still i'm still in awe of it because yeah. to take co- to take complex ideas and to make that connection yeah is is it is is a really is a tremendous thing and it's all about again and I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again it's all about connection mm-hmm. and it's all about it's all about hearing and seeing the other person and finding finding a way to connect with somebody else and having our worlds meet because each of us is a world and, and the only way we can share our world is is through connecting with other people um, very true and so that's that's what that's what language does for me and it always has done and it's it's fun and it's necessary and it, mm-hmm. it's and thank god i'm good at it because i'm yeah. not good at it feels like i'm not good at many other things but thank god i'm good at this
I'm yeah. sure you are. I know we all feel yeah. that way sometimes, but so it's great it's, that language has brought you so much joy and it, yeah, entertainment. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a gift that I'm really, that I'm really, you know, aware of and, and, and glad that I have. And I, yeah, I don't know if without the disability, if I would have, you know, been able to, to indulge it and develop it the way I have. Mm, that's a good point. Because, yeah. you know, thank God I can speak and, and you know, be understood in, in, you know, without a problem because a lot of people with CP can't because I've had to work harder to be understood and to be heard. Languages became that much more important mm -hmm. and because I could do it. So it's, it's a wonderful gift and it's a lot of fun. It's one of the things I'm really good at. Mm. Is there anything that you're looking forward to doing this year, language-wise? Uh, is there any? Well, I I would I would love to see in October, November. You you probably remember uh, we had coronavirus. Mm -hmm. We were we were going to do this interview months ago, yeah. I think, and we were being very very careful mm -hmm. and over overly careful, and uh, we still got we still got Corona mm -hmm. um, and it kind of wipes you out and we're, we're whatever recovered looks like we are, thank God now, mm -hmm. uh, or, or we're getting there. I mean, you know, but before Corona every, every day I would make sure that I was in, I, I did, you know, some, some Rosetta stone mm -hmm. and just the fatigue level uh, and all that. I, I stopped it. And since, since the whole corona i haven't really picked it up i mean i have a lifetime subscription so i can pick it up at, at any point but at, i would like to to be able to re to re-engage with that i had a system where i do two languages at a time okay in, in, in rosetta stone mm -hmm. so i i picked one that i that i know better and was just for review right mm -hmm. and then one that i really needed needed work in yeah, yeah. so so I reviewed Spanish, mm -hmm. right? And <clears throat> while I was doing Spanish, I did, I did Polish. I had a system where every other, I, I would switch off languages. So I would do Spanish one day, Polish the next, Spanish one day, Polish the next until, mm -hmm. until that was over. So, and I finished Polish and Spanish like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I started, then I said to myself, okay, next language pair italian and russian mm -hmm. and that i that that got cut off in the middle okay so i have to I, I i would like to somehow get get my motivation up to re-engage with that mm -hmm. again um i think that is a good I, method that you have like yeah. a stronger one and a weaker one i do that as well like i'm not going to start two new languages at the same time i think that that's a crazy idea um, and it, there are people it, it, that do it, but I think it's better to if just work on one brand new language. Um, yeah. And what it, what it does, is it, it sort of gives me a break, but it does it, it from, from the one that I'm really, that's really newer. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, romance languages are really easy yeah. for me. Uh, so, you know, but there are things in Italian that I don't know. So I, I'm picking up here and there, you know, that's my active learning and then theoretically the next day should be russian but i, I that's something i have to re re-engage with um and what it does is you know i <laughs> it's interesting because i find myself gravitating and looking more forward to the in this case the italian mm -hmm. than the russian just because it's easier yeah and because and because i'm lazy I mean, it's a comfort all, mm -hmm. it's a comfort language yeah. So when I when I was doing, even though I had the connection, you know, an emotional connection to Polish, mm -hmm. and and I always will, you know, doing Spanish was sort of a a comfort language because mm -hmm. oh that I know is going to be an easy day, mm -hmm. and and so the Polish, even though I had done it once before, it was still I mean, some of it was still a challenge, oh, especially yeah. the, especially the writing and the the the, the letter combinations. Yeah. Uh, they, the Poles, I love them. They're wonderful people. They have an obsession with the letter Z. 
Yes. Well, there's three of them. Z, yes. Z with a dot and Z with a line. Yes, there, there, are, there <laughs> are three Zs and there has to be, the, the Z has to somehow con, con, connect and be combined with a, Z, with, a, with, a, with a C and then with an R and then, a D. With, and, and then with a D. And these are just sounds that if you don't know them, and, you, and where do they come from? Yeah. And, and, and so that, that was always interesting. The interesting thing is that once I moved over to Russian, and and the alphabet became different. Yeah, making you know assigning the assigning the cer certain sounds to certain alpha to, to to a completely different alphabet and, and and having it go in my head. Okay, whatever this you know character looks like mm -hmm. in in Cyrillic, that's the sound it makes. Right. See, and and what I found was that, that in Polish. The difficulty, at least in 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 writing, <laughs> comes in the fact that because it's Latin letters, and I have in my head sort of a preconception <laughs> of 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 how these letters sound and how they should and, be combined and <laughs> how they should be uh, and how they should be combined, and then to see the the way the poles combine it, yeah, it it sort of until you realize that and you get okay with that like my okay my grandfather was born in the town of Zeshuf mm -hmm. okay now you know how to spell Zeshuf I know how to spell Zeshuf mm -hmm. but I have to think about it what is it yeah it's r-z-e-c-z-o with the accent w I think is it C Z or S? Jeshu? No, no, there is there, no. It's it's not an S. It's a C Z. I think it's but S C, the, but it doesn't matter. I do want to say that the the sounds are not as scary as the letters because, like you just said, R Z makes a J, like je. In French, right? Like J. So it's it's right, not but, a sound but, that we're but, not unaware but, of. But, Pleasure but, has it. But, but 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 a J in French is 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 you know you can somehow connect that okay it's a soft j, j. <laughs> where where the hell do you get rz rz makes it makes a soft j and dz is a like j like a like a strong like jeans is a j is a j and sometimes it's a z and and yeah. so, but until you get that until you get it through your head and then that, mm -hmm. that that and of course the grammar yeah. now English grammar Thank God I had a sense of 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 German grammar. Yeah. Because cases. Ger German grammar also works with cases. The issue, and I think the Poles have too much time on their hands. I really do. Who needs eight cases? Eight or seven. I, I thought seven. I, I thought Polish had eight. Only seven. Ger German seven? Yeah. There's uh, how many genitive, accusative, locative, vocative. Mm, trying to think of all their names in English. You have, you have, Misovnik, Najenjnik. Um, what's the difference with those? Lock you have, you have, you have also an indicative in in Polish, don't you? Mm -mm. So in German, you have, you have nominative, uh -huh. accusative, dative, and genitive. Oh, dative! I forgot dative. Uh huh. Okay. In to Polish, somebody in Polish, you have those four plus, plus three plus the. What they call mistovnik, which is like where something's located. Najentnik, which is how you use something. How you use it. Like I'm going by train. And then yeah. the evocative, which is when you're then, calling. Like, then you mommy. Have, then you have the evocative, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And something interesting that happens in Polish that doesn't happen in, in German. When you, um, the, the case changes from accusative to dative uh, during negation. Uh, to I genitive. Yeah. So, see, see what I mean? Who it's crazy. Seven, who the yeah. hell needs seven cases, right? Yeah. But, it's but crazy. Thank, thank God, I thank God I had some, you know, the German. So I had some form of understanding mm -hmm. as a background. Okay, if this is how we're going to do this, that's what I'm going to break my head with this. Eventually. To counter your, to counter your, um how complex Polish is. My kids are picking it up. My daughter is two and she's already making the right endings. So in Polish words, like we're saying, we'll change 
depending on their use in the sentence. And she's already, at first, she didn't. Everything was the nominative. But now right. she can say, like, instead of saying there isn't, niema, she used niema. to say kote, cats, but now she knows to say kotuf. Um, kotuf. So right. she's, yeah, yeah. like, they pick it up naturally. So I see right. it in my own kids that they, it's so natural to them. And I spent years, and I'm years. still spending years, because trying to learn it. Right, because because they, because they're picking it up organically. They're not thinking about it. No, it's they just it's, hear how we speak, and they're like, "Oh, mommy said that differently. Maybe I should." Mommy, and then they also do it wrong. Like sometimes they'll add, you know, they'll try and make something in genitive that shouldn't be. Like they're trying it out. They're trying lots of things, and it's it's very cute. <laughs> so so when so you know because I because I have a hard time writing, I when we communicate, I. I send you voice memos. Mm -hmm. And I think I told you this story, speaking of, of, of how, you know, children and, and language, mm -hmm. and how it changes, how we use it. But my sister, when she was young, you know, she was like one or one or, or two. And she would, you know, she was also just picking up the language. Mm -hmm. And to say, I am, I am running. Mm -hmm. The present tense feminine of <laughs> I, I am running in Hebrew <laughs> is Ani Ratza. Ani Ratza, I am <laughs> running. Okay. And you should tell people that people people might not know Hebrew has a female form and a male form for uh, all tenses, right? right? <laughs> female, female form and a male form for all tenses, right? Whereas my students in French were like, why do I have to show it in the passé composé? And I'm like, oh, it can be worse, kids. Just oh, it can, it. Be it can be much more interesting and, and you can yes. do much, many, many more gymnastics. So, in, oh, yeah. so the, the present tense feminine form of I am running in Hebrew is ani ratza, mm -hmm. right? I am running. So she would run around the house yelling anirana 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 and she so she would combine ratza i'm run you know the feminine <laughs> form in hebrew with to run so anirana and she would run and it would make us all laugh hysterically because yeah. she would she would run around announcing that this is what she was doing mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah they're and, so and, proud when they're learning of all the so words that, they know and so, you know, that, that sort of stuck with me. I was like, oh, but, but again, that's how we talk about language being an organic thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a wonderful example of language is, is a living, breathing thing. It's, yeah. it's organic. And it's, that's a beautiful example of how that, that works. What is and, the masculine form? Because now I'm curious. Uh, um, I'm running. I, I'm present tense. Yes. Anirats. Okay, so it's just the ah, uh, it's yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, any rats. Okay, is, is I I'm running. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, but so it was uh, yeah. That's for so some cute. reason, for some reason that always stuck with me. It's mm -hmm. it's interesting. Kids are fascinating. They're very. I wish I could study all of them. How they're you learning. know what's interesting to me is that we talked about how by gradations, my Hebrew is better than my than both of my sisters. And regardless of how, of, of their their ability in Hebrew, mm -hmm. they will never call my parents and neither will I. They will never say mommy and daddy. Mm -hmm. it, it's always Ima and Abba. Abba. Mm -hmm. Okay. Likewise, grandparents are never, you know, grandma and grandpa or, you know, pick your Take your yeah. pick in any other language. In Hebrew, it's Saba and Safta. Mm -hmm. This is how this is how we relate. You know, um, the, our our Polish, you know, my, my mother's father mm -hmm. uh, was is and was Saba Marek. Mm. Okay, uh, uh, my 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 grandmother, who is stubborn as all hell and still alive in Israel to this day, ninety seven. Wow. <laughs> um, is Safta Ida. Mm -hmm. That's the Litvak, the Lithuanian grandmother. Mm -hmm. um, my my father's parent, my father's parents, uh, the, the 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 grandfather who gave me, who told me, who gave me the assignment of our family chronicle, mm -hmm. the one that that really got me into German <laughs> by necessity, mm -hmm. and and that's why I love it so much. Uh, Saba Eliezer. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
and his wife, he was married to Chava. So she was Safta Chava. Now, if we were to call them anything else, or think of, it would just be weird. Yeah. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right to do anything else. Yeah. Calling, calling my parents anything other than Abba and Ima, or talking to the, speaking to them in anything other than Hebrew, it's just, it's, I mean, we do it when we're in public, <laughs> and when we, because not everybody speaks Hebrew, which I don't understand why that works, but <laughs> there is a fact in the world that not everybody speaks Hebrew. But, not yet. Um, <laughs> right. But, but, you know, but to, to address them in any, in, in anything other than Hebrew to me, despite mm. the fact that I lose, you know, that there's attrition there, uh, is just weird to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, always will be. Yeah. I always think that's the powerful thing with you were saying, connection and having that personal connection with somebody and the language. So that's just, you automatically associate all those people with, you know, that language and then the names that are attached show that that relationship. You know, you know, I, I'm I'm just sitting here and thinking when we communicate, our communication is in English. Mm-hmm. And you talked you talked about you know possi- my possibility of joining joining the French groups to to mm-hmm. make to 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 dust off my French uh, or my speaking ability in French. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how weird it will feel when we are part of the same group. And and all of a sudden we start, yeah, you know, communicating in French, mm. the two of us. It's it's just, it's a it's a thought experiment I just went through in my head. Yeah, my students yeah. would never I never address them in English, but then there was a time when I said something to them in English, and they were like, oh, "Madame, it's so weird to hear you speak English." Madame, <laughs> They're like your voice is different and this and that and yeah. Qu'est-ce que c'est passé? It's going to be really interesting to see, and I hope we get a chance, and maybe we can maybe we can reflect on it uh, in a future podcast if you would like. I, mm-hmm. You know, again, because the the way the way that we started and our main mode of communication is English. Mm-hmm. Um, how would it be to if we if we tried to to consciously uh, yeah. change that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it can be tough to to change, but it's possible. So yeah, I mean, you talked about in your last podcast, which in your last episode, which I found, you know, the short one with the language mm-hmm. plan and how it changes. Tell us more, maybe about how is it going with um, having to to bring in French now uh, with with the kids? Are they taking to it better? They is are. It? Yeah. So um, even today, my son was like joking around. Um, using all three languages so I'm trying uh-huh. to think what the word was but they were like they'll just they change the way that they talk to me like they'll say mommy in English and they were he was saying maman maman, maman. in French and I was like qu'est-ce que tu veux uh-huh. um, so he'll like use those words to be like oh I want you to speak this language um, uh-huh. so it's cute yeah they're slowly picking up there was another word he was saying but now I can't remember oh he Is- tried to say we were um, video like FaceTiming my family in English and oh. he tried to say like what he was eating and he was what did he say he's like I want I want uh, no this might have just been with Polish I want parufka or something he was like I want that oh, okay. but no I'm trying uh-huh. I feel like he did use French at some point maybe uh-huh. he said je, je veux parufka I think he yeah it was and I was like whoa wrong language like we're speaking in English, but right, right, but then yeah, he didn't right. know the word for hot dog, so he said it in Polish. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, it's cute. Uh-huh. Like I see them like trying to use it more. So and and is is there is there a language that they that they ask you to speak more? Is there a language? That, I mean, we talked about emotional connection. Is there is mm. there one is there one that they're gravitating towards more? Or less? Um, yeah. If I ask like, what language do you want this book read in? They'll they'll say Popolsku. They want it in Polish. Aha. Uh-huh. So, okay. I'm like, oh, now okay. I got to translate it. But now, now you've got to translate it or find it. Not or... perfectly, but like, what's kind of going on? Yeah, but the, um, as, as long as long as they hear it in Polish, they're they're happy. In, yeah, that's their still their dominant for sure. English and, is second, and then French is the lowest. Once they start going to school, would be my guess, and getting and being more, you know, by necessity outside, yeah. the English will the English will come. I mean, sure. if if I'm any indication, and and your kids are probably you know much better off than I was at the beginning, but 
I picked it up in six months and I mm -hmm. was already correcting, as I said, my parents before. Right. Especially at that age, they'll pick it up really. I mean, English is the one language I wouldn't worry about. Oh, you know? that's why I haven't. But my parents were like, speak to them in English. They don't speak English. And I was like, I'm they, not worried about English. <laughs> right. No, they, they do. They just, it, it's not something they hear as often. And, and television and everything else is, is all around them is English. So, oh, no, we do Polish TV. <laughs> Where, but now on where okay i'll now, do now french help, tv now help me where where do you where does one get polish tv oh i How wish do... I, I wish i could tell you my husband buys like a box that ah okay the channel i listen to most often mm -hmm. um is do you know 50 napu for uh, what radio no no it's a, it's a youtube channel oh youtube it's, no her her name is her name is kasha Mm -hmm. she's she's in chicago uh and it's a polish american family and she her uh, and, and they grew up in chicago oh, i do know her 15 Apu. yeah 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 15 Apu. yeah and and i listen to her often mm -hmm. uh and i watch dave's ameriki yeah i know him so napu means half so 50 Na, 50 50 yeah 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 uh, <laughs> That 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 much I remember, yeah. There's actually um, full-length Polish films on YouTube. Yes, I I actually the, older the most ones. Recent, the mo no, the most recent one I saw was was I forget, but I'll, I'll it's it's on my list. I'll find it. I'll send mm -hmm. I'll send it to you. Maybe you can put it in, in the show notes. Has something to do with a with a rock star, and oh. and his and his his daughter and trying to get to to reconnect with his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, but that's in Polish. And th then there was, there was another one. It's a series. It's called uh, 1984. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also originally in Polish. I just started to to watch on Netflix now Tabula Rasa, which or, which is originally in Flemish, uh -huh. but there's a Polish track. Uh, we don't have to... Netflix, so. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're like the only people left on the earth. With no well, Net Netflix is Netflix is my is my main, but um, yeah, no, there's there's stuff out there. Just, but no, Polish TV would be would be fascinating. Um, mm -hmm. I, I know I know that there's um, like I said, I listen I listen to the to the radio, uh, somewhat in Polish. Mm -hmm. um, I'll um, again, not that I understand much. I mean, you know uh num numbers i can follow when they talk about coronavirus numbers and how many people are sick and how many people uh. are dying god god forbid i wish i didn't understand that but i get yeah. that um that would be the thing know, i'd want to go over my head right the, um but the and and I, there's um there is access on youtube to 24-hour um streaming uh polish news mm. uh which i also have listened to on occasion mm -hmm. um so I mean it's there, but Polish TV would be would be interesting too. Yeah, but if you say he does it through a box, then... he got a box, and then it's like a. I think he did like a six month subscription. But yeah, my ah, husband does ah. that. Oh okay. At least now I know how you get Polish TV in your apartment. Just it, it depends. I'll wake up and what like you know what do I feel like listening to or, or hearing? Mm -hmm. I, I I go. It's very much. It's very much based on the gut feeling. What interests me that day, yeah. and. And if it happens to be in whatever language, then so be it. <laughs> that will be it. But, but there really, there really is no plan. I just because because I view it as sort of a game and sort of a, mm -hmm. uh, a fun. It's and sort of an adventure, which it is. Mm -hmm. uh, the question is, where am I going today? Mm -hmm. kind of so it's not at all regimented. Mm -hmm. um, I'll keep it if it works. Mm -hmm. Don't mess it, with it. It works exactly. So, uh, you know, and and that's what works for me. And if it works for other people that way, great. Mm -hmm. And it, and if it doesn't work for you, find find another way that works. Right. And find you know everybody has to find their own motivation. You talked about motivation and languages. Yeah. Whatever your motivation is, find it and and run with it. And yeah. run with it. Run with it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Itai, do you have any words in? certain languages that you'd like to teach us listeners? <laughs> Do I have words? I have too many words. Um, Anything that let, sticks out? Let me ask you this. Mm. Are, are there 
Are there any words that you can think of that you would like to hear in any of the languages? Okay. It, because that's easier for me. Mm. Um, that's easier for me than trying to pull something out of a very confused hat. Yes. <laughs> so uh, are, are there any words that you're curious about that I might be able to help you with? Well, yeah, that's a big question. But maybe I, uh, maybe just like a simple sentence that you could say in different languages so we can kind of hear the very, you know, the various different forms, the variation. So it could just be good. something simple like, like I'm tired or I'm happy. Right now in this moment, I'm, I'm happy. So okay. let's go. And I'm happy. Just say it. Uh, Don't tell us what languages. This will be a little game. And then at the end, you can say what order. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> that, that presupposes that I, I'll remember. Okay. Order. I'll help you. I'll... <laughs> um, so I'm happy. We know, we know that that's English, right? Yep. I think so. Okay. So English we've got taken care of. Ich bin froh. Je suis content. Soy contento. Why can't I think about it in Polish right now? God, okay, you can provide the Polish. It's a tricky because, one. Because right now it's escaping my mind. And the minute you say it, I'm going to hit, my, hit myself over the head. Of course, that's it. Um, what is it, happy? Szczęśliwe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which at the moment I can't get my mouth around it. Yeah, it's a it's yeah. a tough one. What am I missing? Mm. Uh, uh, maybe Italian uh, or Portuguese. I'm not sure how to say it in either of those. In in Italian, it's uh, sono felice. Sono felice. And mm. um, in Port Portuguese, of course, escapes me at the moment. See, that's what happens when you have so many words and and languages in your head. You start you start, you start a sentence in one way. And mm -hmm. then by by the time it's over, you've gone through everything. No, that was that was very impressive. I wouldn't worry. So, listeners, do you know what languages those were? So it was English, Hebrew, German, French, Spanish, Polish, Italian. That's I'm impressed that you remember the order. Oh, like, I have a pen. Oh, pens. Well, I yes. Pens help. Good. Taking notes. Un stylo. Ah oui, j'ai un stylo et j'ai marqué. Très bien, très bien. I am not that good at this hour of the night to keep that in my brain. But practically, can do this and just pop in and out. I don't know. This to me is fun, but I'm a geek and I love it. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's lots of good um content. You're. This is reminding me of some YouTube videos that we found recently that have. Inter-Slavic. Ah, yes. Um, there was a guy that does lots of like quizzes where he's like, would French yes, speakers I, yes, I, yes, understand? Know, Have you, you know, know his that. account? Yeah, I know Eco, this guy who is... Ecolinguist. Um, Ecolinguist, yes. I love he him. has a great account. Um, he's, this is a wonderful account. If anybody hasn't seen it, go there immediately. Yes. If you want linguistic gymnastics, mm -hmm. which I which I think everybody should engage in at least one of these videos a day just for fun. Oh, they're he's, great. He's got a wonderful account and it's, mm -hmm. it's the Ecolinguist is his channel. And uh, while um, we're talking about games, have you ever played the game that um, there's, I think, three different websites where it's like guess the language. So you either hear it and guess or you see the script and you guess. Yes, yes, I've done that too. And, and, and Ecolinguist, he's got it too. Um, yeah, he's, he's got he, videos he does, on that. He does a lot of that too. Yeah, yeah it's no, so those fun. are fun. Those mm -hmm. are fun, and and he's got he's got videos where where there will be people trying to to guess. There will be three, uh, like a, a Pole, a Russian, and a, um, you know, pick another Slavic language, yeah, like a Bulgarian, and if they can understand Croatian, Tr trying trying to figure out Croatian, mm -hmm. uh, or uh, you know, if um, one of them that I remember was you know. Uh, French, Spanish, and Portuguese. Can they understand uh, Creole, Haitian Creole? Oh wow! I gotta watch that one. Which is a really interesting exercise because that is a dialect that will break your brain if you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. uh, but but it's interesting. Um, I mean, there's so much fun stuff that yeah on, on that channel. Mm -hmm. um, there's also we we talk about language and culture. Mm -hmm. There's a channel called Dating Without Borders. Oh. Um, 
that that she's she's um, originally she's originally Russian, but she lives in Canada, mm -hmm. and she and and she she does all of these videos. You know, you're dating and pick your your nationality. your nationality when uh. and and we talk about how language and culture inter interact. Um, that's a, sometimes a really interesting channel to, to yeah, look at. I should look that uh, up. That's funny. For, for the cultural exchange and, and, and the cultural cultural competency. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so I mean so much good stuff out there. Um, in for 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 those of you who want there's the 15 Apu that we talked about. Uh, mm -hmm. for those whose Polish is better. And even if it's not, she does a really a really wonderful job. Oh and there's there's another one his name, I think, is Bardo Ablast. Also, does a, does a comparison, okay. uh, compa uh, comparing, for example, if if you put in YouTube, how similar are Hebrew and Arabic, for okay. example, mm -hmm. you'll come up with his with his channel, and he does a whole bunch of language comparison, and, and can you guess these words and sentences and so on? Oh, fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, I mean. It's, there's a whole world out there, um, yes. which we're which we're really lucky to have. The community, for the most part, is a wonderful community, and mm -hmm. uh, this is actually the first time I've reached out and communicated with the with the community. You know, through your through your podcast, your podcast is wonderful. Oh, I'm um, honored. Thank you. And, <laughs> and you know, thank you for thank you for being willing to to connect with me. And I hope this wasn't too too much of a you know rambling which no. i tend which i tend to do but um yeah i mean it, it's a great community i'm really glad that we connected and to be a part of it and um just before we go i know we wanted to talk about one of my degrees that i have is is in counseling psychology mm -hmm. and i've had a hard time becoming a licensed counselor for mostly because of accessibility reasons um mm -hmm. And, and and financial reasons, but especially given the the times in which we're living with coronavirus, etc., I have um, started in July a, a business called uh, Itai the Listening Guy, and mm -hmm. it's not to be mistaken for or confused for in any way, you know, professional counseling or any anything like that. But anyone who wants to talk and wants to just be heard and just find a, a way to to you know take a load off mm -hmm. um, that is a service I offer um, I'm at, at the moment I'm on Facebook at Itai the listening guy mm -hmm. uh, and I can be reached by email at Itai the listening guy at gmail.com um, I'm working on getting a, a website up hoping that, hoping that business will will uh, will take off as a result i um <clears throat> for those who would like and or need uh, services in most of the languages that were on display uh, <laughs> uh today um i can provide them comfortably <laughs> in i would say english hebrew and german although i'm working on all the other ones <laughs> and the thing, the thing about, you know, just the one, one last, one last thing, you know, about language in general, and and this is sort of a lot of how I I look at at, at counseling and, and connecting with people, very much influenced by by my language learning and, and my language journey is I, the way I understand it is everyone has their own unique language. I have my own unique language, and you have yours, Heather. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to communicate, we have to build a common vocabulary uh, together and mm -hmm. a successful communication and a successful relationship, you know, and a successful interaction comes from being able to build a, build a vocabulary together and mm -hmm. agree on, on definitions of words and, and meaning and phrases. So I really, that's how I, I don't know if it makes sense what I said. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really see counseling and, and coaching as finding your own language and finding a, a way to connect with another, A, by learning their language 
And then once we've learned the language, whether it's you know one of the, the languages that we've talked about here, or whether it's definitions of, of words and concepts, then we can start to build uh, our uh, a common language and, and that's how we can connect. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I promise that, you know, I will, I will do a lot more listening and a lot less talking if you want to, to try out the service. And to be fair, it is an interview. So you are expected to speak a lot. Yes, but I, I, I promise that, that I will actually be the listening guy and, and speak less and listen <laughs> more uh, as quote-unquote advertised. So mm -hmm. if, you, if you would like, I would be more than happy to connect with you. And we should say Itai is spelled E-T-A-I. So yes, you're searching and, and that. The, yes, and there is the, the funny thing is, is that there is no correct way to spell Itai in mm -hmm. English since yeah. it's, you know, I've, I've seen it spelled in many, many different ways. I've also heard it pronounced in many different ways. I pronounce it Itai, uh, and we've chosen to spell it, you know, E-T-A-I. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's Itai, the listening guy, one word, and that's on Facebook, or it's Itai, the listening guy at gmail.com. Yeah, and I'll put links in the show notes. Good. Well, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure. Well, this was so much fun. Yeah, we had so much to talk about. We could keep going, but <laughs> we have to end the episode eventually. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Itai. We hope you found it interesting and that you learned something that you can use in your own language learning journey. I know I personally found his story very inspirational and he mentioned a lot of good resources. So I will do my best to add as many as I can into the show notes so that you can find, go and find them yourself. Uh, as always, please share this podcast and this episode if you found it interesting. And if you do share on Instagram, please tag me so that I can see. You can always get in touch if you have comments or feedback. Like I said, on Instagram at the future is bilingual. You can also email at tfibpodcast at gmail.com. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please take a minute and leave a review. That would mean so much to me. You can also just let me know by email because that also makes my day. And we hope that you are, uh, we hope that you stay well and we'll have a new episode out soon. Take care. Bye-bye.